in the morning when you need the news that matters most. We have a constitutional right to publish this story. We are the fourth estate and we will hold the powerful accountable. You need the front page. Wait, what's the fourth estate? Us, the press. And everyone knows that? On the press box. Because I feel like people always say the fourth estate, but they don't actually know what it means. I think everybody knows what it means. I thought the fourth estate was time. That's the fourth dimension. I thought the fourth estate was Georgia. With Graney and Bischoff. No, not state, a state. You thought I was saying we're the state of Georgia? Giannis Antetokounmpo scored 55 points. Why the, is this happening? In the Bucks win over the Wizards. Fun fact, he did not make a three. He was 0 for 3 from three-point range. He was 20 of 30 on two-pointers, and he was 18 of 24 inside a lot the of restricted dunks. area. A lot of dunks and drives. <laughs> um, That's so out of character for him. Yeah. Okay, so first question for you. We have seen a ridiculous glut here of high-scoring individual performances. Um, do you think we'll see these in the postseason? Are we going to get to the playoffs no. and have monster 55-point games every night? I'm not so sure. I, sure I think people. So. I, I, I'd love it to happen, but I think people take the playoffs a lot more seriously with defense. They actually defend and scout, and I think they take them a lot more seriously. But I'd, I'd love for it to happen. I'd love for someone to go 70 in the playoffs. It'd be great. It, I mean, 70 in the playoffs probably a record right most points scored in a playoff yeah. game can't be in the 70s so i i don't know those Le early lebron teams were really bad so i done it. would love to see it in the postseason but i'm with you i don't know how likely it is maybe it's just decreased a little bit and we're getting 40 you know 42 point performance for somebody which will still be an incredible performance do you did you pick a player yet that's going to go for 50 tonight going to give me a prediction i'll give you a prediction here. you want joel Embiid? you want devin booker you want see. uh donovan mitchell's playing again i don't want him he can't do that two in a row <laughs> you just need 50 all, no. all i'm asking for is 50 no you want John all you're asking for is 50 it's easy it happens every night i don't think the spurs have anybody that's going for 50 Giannis plays again i don't know if he'll be resting on a second night of a back-to-back -back. no it won't play it won't be him Okay. All right. Making it's a good, be him. good declaration We're looking there. for 50. Damian Lillard. Anthony Edwards. Steph's out. Clay Thompson could do it again. Who's even healthy for the Heat? I don't even know. Tyler Hero. LeBron's been at, close. At Charlotte. I'll take your guy, John Morant. John Morant. Okay. At Charlotte. All right. I've got... Uh, I already forgot. Got Who did I pick? Kevin, oh, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. I've got Kevin Durant doing it against the Bulls. You've got uh, John Morant doing it against Charlotte. Good pick. Tyler Hero. Okay. All right. Man, you know, that's a great question. Ooh, I'm going to have to retire that. Nah, I kept Emerson. We're, we'll be fine. Zion Williamson is expected to miss multiple weeks with a hamstring uh, strain. Is this it? Is this the time? Man. Is this when we, we see were, him go down Was again? it last week or was it two weeks ago where we were just like, wow, he's playing? Yeah, he's playing every like, night. Ev he looks great. And now he's going to miss three weeks. Yes. And here's... And maybe this is unfair to Zion. But when I see Zion Williamson out multiple weeks and they're like, oh, it'll be three weeks. It's not three That's weeks. That's my thought is exactly that. It's <laughs> like, oh, his season's done. Anytime they bring up like, oh, Kawhi needs a rest day. Yeah, Kawhi's out for like six <laughs> like, weeks. Yeah. And it's, it's, is it unfair? Like it, it is, but it, I don't think it's unfair. He's 
kind of proven to be that guy. I don't think it's unfair. I, I hate I said that. the same thing last week or last night. Like, it'll be more than three weeks. I hate that because they're third in the West right, right. now. Like they were first in the West a week ago. Yeah, like they're they're having a very good season, and Zion's been really good. And now we're like, ah, if you, here's the thing: if he only misses three weeks, they're fine. He comes back, everything's good to go. But hamstring. I mean, uh, what, what was it last nagging. year? The the Pelicans in the off season before last season were like, ah, he'll be he'll be back in time for the regular season. Ah, he'll be back in like a month or two, and then he ended up not playing at all. So I don't know. It's not fair to Zion. But it might be fair because I think it's fair. That's just what it's been. That's for what it, yeah. his short career. So since he's been in the league, just come back in time for the playoffs. And even if they're like the sixth seed by then, oh, I I want to see Zion Williamson in the postseason. I'm out. The Cavaliers were tested for PEDs the day after Donovan Mitchell scored 71 points. The NBA randomly tested. The NBA does random PED tests every year. Apparently, NBA players are subjected to four in every season. And the Cavs had a random test on Tuesday, the day after Donovan Mitchell went for 71. Yeah. It was going to be the Sixers, and then he went for 71. They're like, get back to get over to Cleveland. Get over to Cleveland. <laughs> this guy just went for 71. Uh, do okay. We, I believe it's still random, right? Do you believe it's random? You mean, did they decide after he did that to go over and do that? Right. Like, surely the people who do it were I mean, already is it scheduled. Much of a, it seems a bit of a coincidence. I would think so. That, uh, um, it was the day after he did that. I really hope. Well, maybe I shouldn't wish this upon somebody. It would be quite funny if somebody not named Donovan Mitchell tested positive yeah. after that. Like, I'm looking at, like, Karis LeVert had 10 points on two of 13 shooting in that game. <laughs> like, uh, Robin Lopez uh, played seven minutes and scored a single point. Like, it would be funny if non-Donovan Mitchell... Did you see Robin positive. Lopez's tweet? Yes, he and Donovan Mitchell combined for 72. 72. <laughs> he goes, I can confirm <laughs> that Donovan Mitchell and Robin Lopez combined for 72 points. It's a great tweet. That's crafty wording right there. I give you credit. <laughs> Panthers owner David Tepper... Talked to Jim Harbaugh, according to ESPN. This is a line in the story ESPN wrote. The conversation was not characterized as an interview, the source said. So what was he saying how sad he was the Michigan lost to TC? What is it? What 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 are you talking about? What, do they know to, each other that well? To one moderately rich guy talking to one Uber rich guy, yeah. probably over sushi. <laughs> How could it not be? Yeah. An interview. I mean, I don't know how well they know each other. I mean, you're telling me that David Tepper and Jim Harbaugh, David Tepper, the owner of an NFL team who doesn't have a head coach, Jim Harbaugh, who is reportedly interested in leaving Michigan Coming to go back to the, to NFL, the NFL, talked to each other. And it was never brought up. And that it the wasn't like, hey, what, job what was you, open. What do you think of my roster? Right. What would you think of this job? Like, right. there's no chance. No. I did see. I didn't do any work to confirm this. So I did see, though, somebody on Twitter say that in Harbaugh's contract, if he interviews for another for an NFL job, they can terminate him with cause at Michigan. So that's why you say it wasn't an interview. So I'm guessing that's why this uh, semantics is being played out, because Harbaugh can say, oh, no, I just... Dave and I are close. Him. Yeah, we just FaceTimed and talked about our families or whatever, whatever. Like, 
I think David Tepper owns the Charlotte MLS team. Maybe Jim Harbaugh's well, like, maybe I for soccer love fan. the MLS yeah. team. Was trying to get sweet to, for game this season. Maybe that's why, because Harbaugh can be fired yeah, with that, cause. That's not why. Yeah. But the detail, uh, his contract with Michigan, his buyout's only like $3 million. <laughs> for an NFL team? Right. David Tepper? It should nothing. be nothing. Just, but just, and by the way, if he gets fired with cause, David Tepper doesn't have to pay him anything. Doesn't have to pay any buyout. You just hire the guy because he gets fired with cause. media. Well, sure it wasn't. You're damn right it wasn't an interview. interview. That's all we talked about make with our, our football team. Make sure this gets back to Michigan. <laughs> what do you think? The Dodgers. Why hired. didn't Jim Harbaugh come? Well, I kind of pissed him off. The Dodgers have hired J.T. Watkins. J.T. Watkins was an assistant coach with the Boston Red Sox in 2018. He got suspended for a year for being a part of the Red Sox sign stealing in 2018. According to the tweet from Sean McAdams here, J.T. Watkins was highly recommended by Mookie Betts and J.D. Martinez, who both played on the Red Sox in 2018. So what you have here, Ed, two players that cheated the Dodgers out of the 2018 World Series recommended a coach that cheated the Dodgers out of the 2018 World Series, and the Dodgers were just okay to hire him? What's that saying? If you can't beat him, join him? <laughs> so they're joining up with J.T. Watkins. <laughs> what do you think J.T. Watkins did that Mookie Betts and J.D. Martinez were like, got to have this guy on the roster? I guess just close to them as a coach, um, and he was available. I don't I don't know. I'm or he's got here. Apple I'm Watch si- on I'm his wrist here. given the size. Yeah. Yeah, they have pretty good records for a team that never does anything. God, do you know how great it's going to be if these two have a career year in 2022 yes. with JT well, Watkins? Let's hope so. <laughs> let's hope so. Might as well cheat now. Let's just cheat. Get See? it done. Now you're on board with me. Just <laughs> let everybody cheat. It's perfectly fine. Yeah, great question. Yeah, again, great question. All right. The Eagles over the weekend, they lost to the Saints. Jalen Hurts did not play back-to-back weeks. He didn't play, and the Eagles lost both games. And we're now at a point where the Eagles could lose the one seed in the NFC. They play the Giants this weekend. If they win, they're the one seed. That's They've just needed one win in these last three to be the one seed. But because they haven't won each of the last two, there is a possibility they could lose the one seed. And not only can they lose the one seed, the Dallas Cowboys can steal the division, which would put the Eagles playing on the road in Tampa as a they wild would, card They would team. just switch up and get the five seed. Potentially. Yeah, the yeah, D- Dallas I mean, could win and end up as the two or the three because of the 49ers. No, no, the, but the, the Eagles Vikings. would just switch up. Right, they would fall to the five. Right. If they lose and Dallas wins, wins this weekend, Dallas is the NFC East champion. champion and the Eagles go to Tampa in round one of the playoffs, which would be a hilarious fall. I mean, don't know what you're looking at me for. You know which one I want to happen. (laughs) Uh, I I think the Eagles win. Jalen Hurts. Nick Sirianni said earlier this week that if he's healthy, he's going to play, which kind of implies that he hasn't been playing the last two weeks despite being healthy. But uh, I expect Jalen Hurts plays, and I expect the Eagles beat the Giants because I don't believe the Giants are playing for anything. Their seeding is locked. They're in. They're, They're the six locked. seed. They can't go right. up or down. Right. Um, so literally nothing to play for for the Giants and the Eagles are playing for the one seed. I would have to imagine it doesn't uh, make Hurst too big plays. of a difference. Yeah, and and 
the Eagles end up winning. They get the one seed and the last couple of weeks of, uh uh-oh, what's wrong with the Eagles is uh, gone as we go into the postseason. Happy to move on to the the next question here. Aaron. All right, here's a question for you. Is Bryce Young going to be a star right out of the gates? I don't think he's going to be a star right out of the gates. We've had, we've seen tweets about this. I've heard people talk about those in the last few days because of how good um, the Ohio State quarterback looked and, you know, now is he going to rise to the number one uh, about Bryce Young, there are some good tweets about this. You know, he's always played with the best. Modern day, just nothing but five-star recruits. Alabama, like Tua, um, uh, who, am I, who am I missing? Uh, New England quarterback. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Always played with great players. Is Bryce Young going to be one of those guys? I think he's phenomenal. Like, I think he's really good. Um I think what ultimately happens here, that's a good question. That's your job to look that up, Jared. I think what ultimately happens, the quarterback of those two that goes second, let's say right now it's CJ Stroud, ends up in a, has a better first five years of his career because the quarterback that goes second has a better chance to go to a good situation because Houston Texans lose this week. The Texans are the one seed or the one pick. The Texans are drafting. Let's just say they take Bryce Young. The Texans are incompetent. It's Bryce Young is not going to look great with the Houston Texans. Whereas whoever falls to two, Chicago holds the number two pick. We assume they're not picking a quarterback, so they might trade out of it. And, you know, would Indianapolis, would Atlanta, would Las Vegas trade Carolina. up to the two? All not None of which are great scenarios, but are all going to be better than Houston. I think whoever goes second, C.J. Stroud most likely, is going to have a better start to his career just because he'll be in a better situation. Like, like take the Raiders, for example. They trade up to two, draft C.J. Stroud. Oh, he's throwing to Devontae Adams. Right. Whereas who's uh, who's Bryce Young going to be throwing to? Nico Collins? Like, what are we doing there? So I think there's a good chance whoever goes number two has a better start to their career than who goes number one. Uh, coming up next... We'll stick with the NFL as we take a look at what could happen in the NFC. When the coaching point is die a slow death, you know you're in for a rough assignment. Live from the Findlay Toyota Studios, it's Graney and Bishop on the Press Box. Later in the show, we've got tickets to give away to go see the Golden Knights. Also... Some music tickets coming up. Soul Collective later this hour. The NFC has one playoff spot left. It will either be the Packers, the Seahawks, or the Lions. Your Week 18 scenario, the Packers are in a win-and-end situation. They beat the Lions. Nothing else matters. The Packers go to the playoffs. The Seahawks are in with a win and a Packers loss. The Mm -hmm. Lions are in. With a win and a Seahawks loss. So Seattle and Detroit both need some help plus a win. Now, on the Packers, they've won four straight games. If they win five in a row, it puts them into the playoffs. The Packers this season have already beaten the Cowboys and the Vikings, two NFC playoff teams, plus the Dolphins and the Patriots, two uh, borderline AFC playoff teams. How far do you believe the Green Bay Packers can go in the postseason? I think they can win a game. 
A single game. I think they can win a single game. They would be the seven seed, and they would play whoever ends up as the two seed. Which could be, again, the Vikings. Could be the Vikings. Could be the 49ers. Uh, technically, it could be the Cowboys. Technically, it could be the Eagles. Uh, still could be any of those teams, I believe. So the Then f- I will recant and say I think they can beat the Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> and none of those other teams? On the road? Uh, so... The Vikings would be funny. They just dominated the Vikings, and nobody, well, every everybody is off the Vikings. The Vikings would be funny if they lose in the first round. Right. Um, but here's what I would find, I think, the most humorous. What, what have we seen Aaron Rodgers do in the postseason in Green Bay for seemingly the last yeah. five years? They're 13-3, and three, or 13-4 and four now. They're 13-3. and three. They're a one or a two seed in the NFC. Great team. Lose to the 49ers. Do you know how funny it would be if this crappy Packers team is got the to one play who there? the 13 and 4 49ers and finally beat yeah. the 49ers? Like, no longer is it the 10 and 6 49ers beating the 13 and 3 Packers. Now it's the 9 and 8 Packers finally knocking off the 49ers in the postseason. I would find that to be kind of funny. Especially because then they'd lose their next game, and that win over the 49ers wouldn't actually mean very much right. for the Packers. But I would actually find that to be a, a little bit funny if the Packers were able to do that. Um, well, don't look at me because I want the Lions to get in. So that's me my, that too. was my next question. <laughs> that's the best case scenario, right? Of, oh, absolutely. Just from an entertainment yes, standpoint, is exactly. the Lions in the postseason somehow taking out the Vikings because the Vikings miss a 12 yard field goal? <laughs> Uh, the Lions are fun. Their offense is uh, explosive, and their defense isn't actually very good. And their head coach... And their coach is out of his mind. Like, if if we could get that to be the Nickelodeon game and mic up Dan Campbell... Yes. Just the poor, the poor guy on the dump button. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be phenomenal. Just have Dan Campbell... Ah, bleep, kids are watching. Have Dan Campbell talking to the 14-year-old that they have in the booth on the Nickelodeon channel just the, the entire game. Just Dan Campbell's just fielding questions from this 14-year-old would be phenomenal entertainment. So I'm on board with the Lions, which means we are cheering for Detroit to beat Green Bay and Seattle. Seattle to lose. To lose, um, which I think is the least likely of the scenarios. Seattle gets... Uh, Seattle is... Um, is it Arizona? No. Is it LA? I can't remember which one they have. Um, but it's one of the it's LA. They play the Rams. So they're uh, playing for the playoffs. Yeah. So unless, the unless Matt Stafford comes back. Right. Which there's no reason for the Rams to no, bring Stafford no back. No chance. Although Stafford I, it would make the I mean, it would make the little Caesars commercials make a little more sense. Stafford comes back to get a win and help his old Detroit Lions into the postseason. Oh my god. I want it. Yes, let's do it. I think you can come I'd off still IR rather this have week. Detroit. No, that would get. No, it. that's how you get yeah. Detroit. Is that Matt Stafford comes Stafford out comes of the back and Detroit. beats the Seahawks? Detroit has to win, and Detroit, Detroit has to win. Then Detroit beats the Packers. Beats the which so here's what we're actually here's what we are for sure cheering for because the NFL flexed Packers Lions into Sunday night. We absolutely want the Rams to beat the Seahawks. So Sunday you want night, something to, you want it to mean something. Is it? Well, it'll mean something either yeah. way. Green Bay's unless Green Bay is going to have to win, even if Seattle wins. If Seattle wins, 
and Green Bay loses, then Green Bay's playing for a playoff spot. Right. If Seattle loses, then both Green Bay and Detroit are playing for a playoff spot. So we want if Seattle loses, you essentially have a play-in game to finish the regular, the regular season, season, which is kind of what Pretty we cool. had last year with the Raiders and Chargers. There was that weird tie scenario that would have put them both in, so it was kind of odd, but it was basically the same situation where you had a play-in game for the postseason, which is what we're hoping for, because we are going to have a play-in game for the postseason earlier in the day when the Titans, Titans and Jags play the play. Jaguars. The problem is I don't think anybody wants to watch the Titans, right. period. Right? The Jags are fun, Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, like they're fun, but like the Titans are starting Joshua Dobbs, the quarterback. Like we don't want, God forbid they make the postseason. I'll be like Seattle, Detroit, Green Bay. Uh, any one of those three is fun. They all have good storylines. Like lines. Seattle's pretty fun this year. Yeah. Geno Smith. Geno Smith. They all have good storylines. The Packers, Aaron Rodgers in the postseason's fine. Like the, it's a big name and him playing against San Francisco or something or Minnesota would be fun. But God, do not put the Titans in the postseason. Please ban them. I don't don't even play the game against Jacks. Just put the Jags in. That's what I want. No, does, is there anybody outside of Nashville that wants the Titans in? Do people in Nashville even want the Titans in? This is an excellent question for Jason Fitz, who's coming up. Oh, he's going to join us. We so can ask we gotta, Jason yeah. Fitz if people in Nashville even want the Titans yeah. in. There, nobody wants to watch Joshua Dobbs in the postseason. Come on. How? Obviously, no one watches Titans football, so I don't know. They but were how, on a primetime game, and I watched every second of okay, it. Okay, all right. Never mind. But I was about to say, how bad was this kid that they were like, Dobbsy, you're in. <laughs> you're in. Not good at all. And that, that team's a win away from hosting a playoff game. You got a good chance. We, we need conference realignment in this sport at some point. No, no. I enjoy this stuff. It's great. The, I just mean. I enjoy it. The, the absolute insanity that Tampa Bay would host a playoff game instead of, say, Dallas this year. Right. And that the Titans or Jags will host a playoff we'll game, host game instead of the Chargers or the Ravens, who are right. both clearly better. <laughs> like, it, it's great. It's, it's I love when there's just slight little dumb things that lead to this type of playoffs. It's great. I want I want that. Not entirely screwing up the bracket. But just every now and then, we're especially like, early in the bracket, right? Every now and then, you're like, "Well, that division sucked, but we promised them right. a home game, so Tampa gets one." Here you go, Dallas. Tampa. And usually, those teams win, right? The yeah, under 500 yeah. division you're, you're winner usually wins their first playoff game. So, book it, Tampa, Tennessee. They're going on to the second round of the playoffs. Coming up next, Jason Fitz joins the show. Two on the play clock. They get the snap. They only bring four. Stidham in the pocket gets out of there. Eyes downfield. Flag flies. He's drilled as he throws. Open Adams at the 35. Racing to the 20. 10. Touchdown Raiders. Stenham was drilled as he threw it and found a wide open Devontae Adams for if it stands, a 60-yard touchdown. We're back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Greeny and Tyler Bischoff. All right, joining us now is Jason Fitz. Uh, Jason, new show this week. Fitz and Harry, you guys start in less than 30 minutes, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, but I'm not, I mean, we're all prepped. We're ready to go. Come on, okay. I'm a total professional. Okay, I, I meant to ask you this, and I'm going to do it on the air now. Do you want to move up an hour to talk to us, or are you good with this no, time? No, 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 I'm good with this. Okay. Get, okay. It, gets me, it gets the juices flowing before I go on uh, uh, on with the Harry Douglas. We're like, Let's go. So we'll be batting practice for you every Wednesday. Well, I mean, I could use all the practice I could get. Just don't make me read. That's what I really need to practice with. Come on. 
Okay, let's start with college football. Um, do you believe TCU has any shot against Georgia? No, but I also didn't believe they had any shot against Michigan, so what the hell do I know? Uh, I, I think, here's the thing, Michigan got so cute in their game plan in a way that will never make sense to me. They knew that they had a size advantage. They knew that they should have been able to pound the football. I understand the TCU plays this sort of creative, different three-three-five defense that takes a second to get used to. Uh, Michigan wasn't ready for that, but the fact that Michigan never settled down and just attempted to run the football, which was their advantage to me, will never make sense. I don't believe that Georgia will put themselves in that same position. So I think Michigan's coaching cost Michigan the chance to win that football game, even in the fourth quarter when it was, again, tight. So I don't think Georgia's going to make that same mistake. But kudos to TCU. They've been plucky this year. And every time I've said they're not good enough, all they do is win. So what do I know? It's almost as if we were talking yesterday that Georgia escaped and that's all they needed to now win pretty easily on Monday night. Yeah. Well, and and Georgia, look, I mean, we talk about uh, coaching decisions. Ohio State, in some ways, I thought, uh, was playing the game of their lives. But the fact that their defensive coordinator decided to put them back in man coverage against the fastest receiver that they have on Georgia a couple of times in the fourth quarter for huge plays just will never make sense to me. I, I can't, I cannot understand what Ohio State was trying to accomplish. So, you know, but I think it, for Georgia, they played well enough to win. The, the shock to me is that Georgia can be beaten for big yardage uh, when it comes to the passing game, particularly. So the question is, Quentin Johnson, who's just so good. Are they going to be able to exploit that matchup? I think a TCU can put up some yards, but uh, Georgia is just, I mean, fundamentally I'm not going to believe that Jalen Carter has another useless game, and he had one in that first playoff game. Is there any belief to the idea that TCU just simply always plays close games, so this one will just be another close game? No, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, proof's in the pudding on that, right? I think that speaks to a little bit of how they're they're built, though. Like, I mean, these games are close because what you don't want to ever get into is a shootout with TCU. Shootouts are typically close anyway in college football. So uh, where TCU can beat you is that they've got dynamic players on the skill position side all across the board. So what you want to do is you want to just hammer the football down their throats. You want to wear them down. You remind them that you're bigger and badder and tougher than they are. And that's what I thought Michigan would do. So where this thing will stay close, as weird as this sounds, is it, to me, if this turns into a shootout where TCU is putting up points, then George is going to get into a shootout with them. So the, the path to success here is actually a little bit lower scoring game for Georgia where they control time of possession. If it turns into that, then that's where this thing gets out of control. If, if, if TCU doesn't get as many possessions in this game, they won't be able to keep up. What are the chances Josh McDaniels falls in love with Max Duggan in the pre-draft process? Oh, man, you know, Max Duggan, I, like, look, there are some quarterbacks that I'm scared of Josh McDaniels falling in love with. At least if he falls in love with Max Duggan, it'll be a later pick, and it's just a developmental thing. Uh, my fear is that he falls in love with Anthony Richardson. Like, just miss me with all of this. Anthony Richardson talk all across the top. Whoever takes Anthony Richardson at the beginning of the draft is telling you that they believe that they are going to be the head coach for the next three years because he's not going to be ready to see the field for at least a couple of years. That's the one I'm scared of. But you fall in love with Max Duggan. That, to me, feels like you're talking about a, a third-round roll of the dice at quarterback. And, you know, my guy's uh, Hulk Hogan tough from the 80s. Every time you think his hand's going to hit the mat the third time, he finds a way in that sleeper hole to rise back up. So I like his toughness. But, I mean, Max Duggan is – we're not talking about Max Duggan the way that we're talking about Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud for a reason. C.J. Stroud, by the way, one knock I heard from so many people before that playoff game is that he refuses to, to use his legs and run. I don't think that was missed on him. I, I think he was showing NFL scouts something against that Georgia defense 
he he eliminated the one big question mark I think that people, teams have against him the way he played in that semifinal. Do you think that Stidham is now part of the future conversation because of one game? Ah man, I mean, like here's the hard like so the the fan in me looks at it and says, well, hell yeah, comfort in the offense, brother. Right, but I don't know why the fan of me talks that way. But why are you uh, doing the, so the, much Hulk Hogan today? <laughs> I don't know. I was more of a macho, macho man guy, anyway. But like, I, I don't know the 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 smart football guy that I le- I like to think the smart football guy in me looks at him and says one start, you know, for for Jared Stidham. I watched every snap of Jared Stidham in college, and he was a pretty good quarterback that that you know you can have some fun watching. I just have a hard time believing that Jared Stidham is going to come in and be the future now. Uh, do I, if he does what he did against San Francisco against the Chiefs also, are we going to blow that up into some conversation about him getting a look? Yeah, but would I take Jared Stidham over Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud right now? No. So, you know, I think if you have a chance at one of the big, epic top two in the in the draft, maybe you take that. But, man, I, I, don't, I don't love the future quarterback position for most teams that don't know what they have right now at the future, including the Raiders. Jared Stidham, Max Duggan, that's your quarterback room next year. No, my God. If Jared Stidham and Max Duggan are the quarterback room next year, then you better hope that they've used an infusion of money and talent to rebuild the entire defense, and they decided that they're going to bring Josh Jacobs back, and they're just going to try and hammer the football. Like, I don't know how Devontae's going to feel about that either, too. Like, I mean, I think we all agree Devontae's going to be here, but do you think that, like, I'd love to have be a fly on the wall for the sales pitch to Devontae of that quarterback room? Because I feel like he's just going to walk in and be like, no, thank you. I'm happy. I'll pass. You just show him the 49ers game, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like, hey, Devontae, all we need you to do is be Superman every single week, yeah. and it'll be just fine. Yeah. I mean, he is. That, yeah. Uh, sure. Devontae's going to love that, though. But... Uh, all right. Help us out. We sometimes treat you as our Nashville expert. We yeah. were We were trying to decide if anybody in the country wants the Titans to be in the playoffs outside of Nashville, and we've actually come to the idea that maybe nobody in Nashville actually wants them to be in the playoffs either. Yeah, uh, look, there is uh, so little connection between the Titans and the city. It's funny to me that the Titans fans are very loud on social media about their disrespect, but you can go in off the street any given Sunday and buy tickets to get into that stadium because most of the city doesn't really care about the Titans. The Titans have never been uh, that big of a resonating topic to the point that when I was on air, uh, you guys will appreciate this, this, when I was on air in Nashville for a year on their morning show, we knew that the number one topic would always be the Tennessee Volunteers. The Titans were number two, depending on what the Preds were doing. The Preds went on that Stanley Cup run. Sometimes the Titans were the number three topic, and the ratings showed that that was okay to do. Imagine being in an NFL city where you're talking about hockey before the team. That shows you how little Tennessee cares about the Titans more often than not. Like Tennessee, like Nashville is a city full of people that either have been famous, will be famous, think they should be famous. They want a team full of players that are famous, that's dynamic. And if it's any ever anything short of that, they just do not give a damn. So to your point, no. The entire country would rather see, even people in Nashville can look around and be like, oh, I'd much rather see Trevor Lawrence this year than Malik Willis at quarterback in the playoffs. I mean, that's a joke. Or, or you know, however they're going to run the quarterback position at this point. But if Josh Dobbs can come in on like three days in the league and beat out Malik Willis in quarterback, we still don't want to see either of those guys play in the playoff game. All right. What you got coming up on your show today? It's coming up in like 20 minutes. Yeah, so we're going to move the conversation uh, forward a little bit uh, on what the NFL is going to do this weekend and sort of some of the matchups that, that still really matter because 
frankly, as difficult as this is, the Bengals and Bills have to play meaningful games this weekend. So, you know, playoff seating is on the line for everybody. And, of course, all we ever like to talk about is quarterbacks. So we've got some quarterbacks that have some pressure. That's the way we do things around here. It's like find a team, find a quarterback, and yell about it. We're going to fit that bill perfectly. By, By the way, what would you do if you're a commissioner with that game? I would cancel it completely. I would never play it. I, there's too much juju around it, and I know that people are going to say that's not fair. And and frankly, I just I don't care. I think the the fans are going to talk about how unfair it is. The players are going to respect the hell out of the fact that the league was like we're not playing it. They care more about one of their uh, one of their brothers playing in the league than they do about first seed versus second seed in the playoffs all day every day. Every single player I've talked to has echoed that. I would never play that football game. I would just get rid of it. Uh, do you guys have Hulk Hogan on the show? Is that why you keep bringing him up? No, 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 no. But, okay. but we would take him. I mean, that'd be, you, you want to say people would tune in for that, right? Like, I think if we had Hulk, even though like Hulk's problematic at this point, like, and even though he's like super old and I'm not sure that he'd be a good interview, like we'd still pump that out. Hulk Hogan joining the show, right? Uh, I guess so. He's Jason Fitz. They do not have Hulk Hogan on the show, but stay tuned after us. It's Fitz and Harry. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Jason. All those, all those Fitz and Maniacs out there. Let's go, brother. <laughs> so there's Jason Fitz. And again, uh, Fitz and Harry, the new show on ESPN radio that you can hear uh, once we are off the air. And now we got tickets to give away. Collective Soul is playing on Saturday at the Pearl at the Palms. Excuse me, Saturday the 14th, not this Saturday, two Saturdays away at the Pearl at the Palms. If you want to go see Collective Soul at Pearl at the Palms, 702-364-1100. That's the phone number. You'll win two tickets to go see Collective Soul. Be caller number five at 702-364-1100. I enjoy them. Uh, I think there's great memories. There's a process you have to go through. Um, the preparation part sometimes can be different for what you're used to, obviously, but if you can take that in stride, just go enjoy the moment, stay in the moment. I think they're awesome, personally. I uh, did one in Lake Tahoe uh, after the nights a few years ago. Ours worked out a little better than theirs. Uh, we, the, the weather was more agreeable in the ice conditions. Uh, uh, beautiful setting, no fans, obviously, with COVID, but I uh, did one at Notre Dame I thought was awesome. It was a great day, uh, historic stadium, and now to do it in Seattle will be, I, I think it'll be, like I said, it'll be great, it'll be great memories. And, and good for the families. I think they enjoyed as much as anybody the day before. If you're able to get out and um, you know, enjoy some of the, the the scenery and the venue stuff like that, I think you know, for families with young kids, I think those memories that last forever. It's the press box with Grady and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. The Golden Knights are playing in the Winter Classic. Next season, they will play the Seattle Kraken at T-Mobile Park in Seattle. That's the Mariners' ballpark. Uh, Ed, how many times have you watched the Winter Classic? Last one I covered, I was up there. I was up at Tahoe. In terms of every every year? Yeah, it's on TV. How many times do you watch it? Not often. <laughs> if, if, the, if the team I'm covering is what, not involved. What channels then... are, is it on? Also, the Lake Tahoe game was not the Winter Classic. Oh, it was not? It was just an outdoor game. Okay, outdoor game. Okay, my bad. The Winter Classic is New Year's Day, unless it falls on a Sunday and they got to move for the NFL. So it's just an outdoor game. Okay. But the New Year's Classic is New Year's Day, NBC, every year, unless there's NFL on, then they move it to the next day, like they did this year. Um, Oh, so it's already happened. Yes. Boston against the Penguins. The Bruins just wore Boston Red Sox shirts. Yeah. Walking in, yeah, they got and the they whole, had their like, gloves and everything. They got like the whole like nineteen twenties Boston Red Sox uniform going. 
I deactivated my Twitter, so I must have missed it. It's very good for a producer of a sports radio show. Um, so the reason I ask is, so normally TV ratings-wise, and I haven't seen anything about the most recent one, but normally TV ratings-wise, the Winter Classic is the most viewed NHL regular season game every single year. Um, but hockey generally does worse than our other four major sports in terms of national primetime games or whatever. Uh, does worse than college sports, too. So, I guess I guess the question I'm getting at: How big of a deal do you think it is that the Golden Knights are playing in the Winter Classic in Seattle? I mean, I guess it's a big deal for the organization, but I don't know how big a deal it is overall. Is it even that big of a de- I mean, deal for the well, away team in the Winter Classic? Because I don't think it is. Like, I, mean, it's gonna, I think they'll think it's a big it's, deal. It's a fun event to be yeah. in, and you get, you're going to be on national TV. You're going to be playing I think outdoors. For them, they'll think it's a big for deal. for the players. I think it will. I don't think for the organization it matters that much. Bill Foley will probably be over in England trying to get his Bournemouth back up into the Premier League Lost after Man they get City relegated. Yesterday. They're not very three good. Ni- three nil. They're not very good. Um, but yeah, I like. I don't know. Like it's it's a big deal in terms of it's the most watched game. But if you're not hosting it, who really cares? Where are they hosted here? They, they there is there's no there's no there's no there's nothing. It out, would have to be the Winter stadium. Classic at Allegiant Stadium with the Lanai doors finally open. Yes, the first event with the Lanai doors open will be the Winter Classic because they'll have to pretend like it's outdoors. There really isn't a place to do it. I actually think because Bill Foley loves Montana so much, they do an outdoor classic in Montana somewhere before they do it here. I mean that's why the Lake Tahoe game existed, right? Right. There's no place to play it here. Well, we'll just try to throw an ice right. sheet down by this lake and see how that goes. Did not go very well. Did not well go very it. well. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. You were at that one, too. I was at that one. <laughs> so I just I find it interesting uh, that it's it, I mean, it's a big deal in terms of you're hosting the Winter Classic. But if you're the away team, I don't, what's it matter? Like, cool, you get to walk yeah. a little bit farther from the dugout of the Seattle Mariners onto the ice. What will the Golden Knights wear when they get off their bus? They'll have well. Normally, teams do like a throwback or a fake inspired throwback. Neither of these teams are going to have throwbacks. No. Wrangler, the Wrangler jerseys, Wranglers, but nobody will know what that is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. People will be like, "What? What are you wearing?" I wonder what both teams. I mean, what's Seattle going to wear? Uh, the Pilots. Oh, nobody will care about that. Oh. You got to just come up with new jerseys for the them. Sonics. Just completely Ooh. new jerseys. Man, Seattle actually. So Seattle has a couple different teams <laughs> that just sort of went peace out. We're done. <laughs> Who wouldn't get out of there? The Mariners should leave too. Maybe they'd win a playoff series for once. Um, so yeah, Golden Knights in the classic. Uh, are you think you'll be covering this one? Oh, I, that's a long way away, Tyler. I don't know what I'm covering tomorrow. It's a year away. Come on, Ed. Uh, I don't know. I'd like to. I think it'd be cool to go up there and, and do it, but uh, when it, it's New Year's Day, yeah, New I'd Year's like Day. to get up there. So you'll you'll be deciding between um, the Winter Classic, Raiders playing for the AFC West crown, obviously, and UNLV in the New Year's Six Bowl, all happen at the same time. Yeah, I, then I know where <laughs> I would be assigned. Okay, Jared Stidham. I, Ra- Raiders are uh, four and twelve. Okay, UNLV football is not in a bowl game. Okay. UNLV basketball's nine and no, I three. Mean, it doesn't, yeah, nine and three playing a, a home. Well, they would have played on New Year's Eve. Yeah, you're going to you're going to the Winter Classic, right? I'm going to the Raiders at four and twelve. Oh yeah, yes. They could they took you off the Pittsburgh trip this no. year. You got saved. <laughs> I did get saved. On you that got one. saved from Christmas in the Pittsburgh airport. Yeah, 
No, you're going to the Winter Classic. No. He texted his yeah. editor, I have a family. Yeah. <laughs> going to the Raiders. <sighs> Raiders it- are the biggest thing. Raiders, Raiders uh, in this town, for what we do, get by far the most eyes on, on everything oh, we yeah. do with the Raiders. By Here's far. By far. Genuine question for you. Is there any chance this team is as interesting next year as they've been the last two? The Raiders? What if Tom Brady's a quarterback? Then yes. Yeah. Because legitimately everything he does is going to be... You guys can just... Every day the headline can just start Tom Brady colon and then just fill in the blanks. Yes, exactly. Does really weird right. saying that everyone's a little confused was about. was on Twitter yesterday. Right. Tom Brady tweets. Tom Brady doesn't throw tablet. Right. Tom Brady does throw tablet. Right. Tom Brady... Uh, looked at Josh McDaniels funny on the sideline after a play. Yes. He has lunch at Porta Subs. Yes. He doesn't yeah. eat at Porta Subs. I know. <laughs> Subway. No, he can't eat any of those. Is he did, on the Subway commercial? Didn't he do he it? I th- think he did a Subway commercial yeah, he where did. he's like, I can't eat it. <laughs> oh, that's right. He's like, I can't eat the bread or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That'll, what Steph Curry, or Steph Curry, what uh, Tom Brady ate will be Tom Brady yes. eats blank, eats yes. bread for first yes. time in two decades. Anything he does. That'll be, be the news. headline. All right. So if they get Tom Brady, yes. Like if yeah. they're, here's the thing, even if they were actually good, they still probably wouldn't be as interesting as they've been the last two years. I, I Okay. You keep saying that, but it seems that every year we say, oh, they can't be as interesting as they were last year. Oh my God, they're so weird. <laughs> at some point, at one point, they just were like, "We're trading our two best players. We're gonna have all these draft picks." At some point, they're just gonna be an average eight and nine NFL team that has playoffs, no great storyline with no extra background stuff. That's got to happen eventually, right? Or is this just what happens know. when Mark Davis is your owner? Yeah. Just things are always going to happen with your organization. I hope it never stops. I no. hope they're always great just material. Like, Middle of the pack NFL team. Maybe they can make the playoffs. Maybe everything goes wrong. And just everything is chaos around them. Just everything they do. It's like Adams pushes down a photographer. They cut Derek Carr. Just always chaos. It's fun.